itself has its own energy or life force if you will its natural environment is in the home so why don't you send him home his bags are packed he's got his airplane tickets bring him to the airport send him home You know what? My opening of this show is to talk about roses and quality shoes. We've already talked about that, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ad lib here. We're now. It is now the thirtieth of December. The thirtieth so of December, twenty twenty four. Yeah, twenty twenty three is nearly over, and literally, I don't. I don't even remember saying this, but I've. I've asked about what your favourite of the seasonal sweets are, even though I've already asked you that, which I ad lib last time. So here we go. I'm gonna change it round here now justin cage is back with me i should say do you like... welcome back do you and we're obviously recording these on different days clearly as we always do when we do multiple shows with the same person do you like christmas pudding or not no i'm not a fan oh Although no I, I, go through, I go through these stages right where i'm like i don't like a certain food mm. but i do want to try it again do you know what okay. i mean like it's like i i've said for years that i don't like christmas pudding i've said for years i like i don't like mince pies but I would okay like to they're quite similar ish i suppose to, yeah to are they similar sure that i don't yeah but okay my christmas pudding every christmas is an arctic roll <laughs> <laughs> I love a good Arctic oh roll, so that's my Christmas pudding. Fair enough. Boy, there's nothing not to like about an Arctic roll. Um, what's your... That's a very 70s, isn't it? It's very 70s. Yeah, pudding, but it's a bit like you'd have an Arctic roll with a prawn cocktail for starters, then insert yeah, whatever like your 70s, main would be. Right? Yeah, big time. What's your sort of go-to Christmas dinner usually? Uh, is it like a turkey or do you have... Uh, yeah, turkey yeah. with everything. Yeah. You've got to have your pigs and blankets. You've got to have your big stuffing. Time. You've got to have your sprouts. And cranberry sauce. And uh, do you know what, though? I love Christmas dinner, but I love the afters of Christmas dinner as well. Okay. So I love a turkey sandwich. And yeah. turkey sandwich with a brie and cranberry or pickle. Very nice. Yes, yeah, so um, you're a cheese fan then, are you? Oh, oh I love eggs. my cheese, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> turkey's quite underrated, actually. I do quite like a turkey. But the problem for me now is I used to be able to do a solid three plates of Christmas dinner. But now... <laughs> wow. Now I will I go for can't. seconds. Yeah. I will go for seconds, but my seconds are always roast potatoes. I can't yeah, I'm a my... big fan of roast potatoes. I, I, I do love a roast potatoes. I can't those roast potatoes. There's going to have to be a couple more after dinner. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I'm at the in-laws the first time this Christmas. So I've never had uh, mother-in-law or Christmas dinner yet so I'm hoping that's not going to be too bad my so I've yeah, it's, it's hard isn't it it's, a yeah. hard, it's hard with any any roast if you have a roast by someone else it's like well, this isn't right is it yeah big time I mean I think it'll be okay but to be honest my so we've talked I've talked about my I've said my sister so I've got two sisters actually so my eldest sister I went to Christmas dinner last year and I know she won't be listening to this but unfortunately <laughs> and she's she's a good cook 
she just bodged it a little bit last year um, oh, because we no. yeah we had a turkey and a beef and the turkey was did she know or is this like you literally are you telling the truth right now no or... i haven't told the time her are you so... saying how delicious it was yeah yeah because you had to because you'd gone to load of effort and it wasn't really her fault it just was i think the beef which wasn't a very nice you know you get sometimes like it a... has to be done right though isn't it it can't be over overdone i like it you know i'm i'm more of a rare like yeah was the opposite to my mother so i think debbie was probably trying to kind of serve a few different masters there and she <laughs> slow cooked it to try and make sure it wasn't pink but like still succulent and it just was really overdone and i think oh, it wasn't right. a particular you know when you get like a steak in a restaurant it's just not a very nice cut of meat i just don't yeah. think it was a particularly nice joint and the turkey was a little bit on the dry the turkey was fine but it wasn't good enough to make up for the beef. You just have to smother it with gravy and it'll be and fine. And that's all we did. But I felt really bad because I, I, my sister's a good cook. Like I've had Christmas there a number of times. I've always, that's where I've done the three plated before. But yes, it just wasn't, it just wasn't really the one last year. So Debbie, if you're listening, I know it wasn't your fault. So please don't take offense <laughs> to this. She often takes offense to things I do because I often forget her birthday because it's two days before Christmas. So I need to make sure I don't forget it this year as well. So um, that is a challenge. And in fact, one year I got down to hers for Christmas and then I realised when I walked in that I hadn't wished a happy birthday to you oh, before. Oh, my God, that's yeah, so bad. Yeah, it's just so awful. Because so. this is what, you know, phones set a reminder. I know. I have set a reminder now, but it's just, yeah, it's just it's just, it's just bad. Right. Unforgivable. We're going. We're moving away from various family trauma uh, to the March, <laughs> the March twenty third, nineteen ninety one episode of WWF Superstars. Uh, we had the opening. I remember when I started watching with the Warrior with the title still, uh, and it was all about him, basically, including sh- shooting lightning out of his eyeballs. Uh, even though he lost that title in January, which is a bit jarring that he's still in the titles. Uh, Roddy Piper was with Vince at the desk, having replaced Jesse Ventura the prior summer. Vince said Roddy was joining him ahead of what may be the best main event in WrestleMania history. And how he was able to say that with a straight face is beyond me. Um, Just ridiculous. Piper ran down all the ways Slaughter had wronged Hogan and then said something about Disney World, which was weird. What did you think of this open? Yeah, I think because he was, was he alluding to um, the fact that whenever anybody wins the Super Bowl or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney World, I think that's what he was alluding to, wasn't he? Yes. I didn't appreciate that because Disney World should never be used (laughs) in a bad way. (laughs) You're quite a Disney fan, aren't you? I'm a massive Disney fan. So that's fine. I love the Disney parks. Yeah, I'd never watched any Disney. I don't think, (gasps) perhaps I had a bad childhood, really. Yeah, I, I've watched quite a lot now, actually. So my wife's quite into it. Um, but I didn't watch I didn't watch any Disney growing up. I was a very wow. serious child, I'm afraid. Like, wow, that's yeah. not a childhood at all. No. Like, seriously. We had a teddy bear's picnic in reception at primary school, and I said I didn't want to get didn't want to take part because I thought it was immature. So yeah, <laughs> I was just a, yeah. What is that like? That's like four years old. Four, four and five, four and a half, yeah. Four, four and a yeah. half. Um, I just was very serious and all I really spent time doing before I got Sky and I did watch some wrestling which is anything sport related I was obsessed and then from 1990 it was all about wrestling and and football at the same time as well so any kids stuff I remember some kids TV I just bypassed it And and then the other thing as well a lot of what I would describe as kind of more male orientated uh films around that era like things like karate kid that stuff i didn't see yeah, any yeah, of yeah. that in fact i've never seen a karate kid film still to this day because oh. my sisters would get me watching like steel magnolias and pretty woman oh, yeah. 
and goes to that stuff, which is fair enough. They're all great films. But yeah, I just didn't have a, you know, in terms of watching stuff, traditional childhood, that's that, that sort of bit. Yeah, that is, you, are, you are a bit deprived if you can. I am. What, what's your favourite Disney film? The Lion King. The Lion King is excellent. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, what is the uh, this? There's a fa- famous line that I can. I can't. Do you know what? It, it's the end of it, and and you even put Nala in danger. What's the start of that line? Uh, you put Nala in danger. Oh, that's no, that's not that's not the end of it. That's what Mufasa said. Yeah, Mufasa says to what's the what's to the main Simba. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you even put Nala. You in deliberately danger. disobeyed me, and yeah, you, you even put Nala in danger. You there you go. Let's all come back to me. Yeah, there we go. You did a much like better impression than I did, certainly there. But yeah, <laughs> so I have seen the Lion King several times. In fact, uh, I think I've seen Lion King two even as well. Is there a Lion oh, King? Oh, I love three? Lion King two. Yes. Yeah, Lion yeah, King two is really good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any good Disney stuff coming out soon? You know anything on the horizon? There's a Disney film out. Well, right now, now. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> called uh, called Wish. Okay, it's what's that about? I haven't been to see it yet. Okay, I, fine. I, I believe it's about wishes. <laughs> okay, as it's called Wish, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Right on the show this week would be the Ultimate Warrior, Legion of Doom, Jim Duggan, and Earthquake up first. Uh, sorry. And Earthquake. And up first would be the Legion of Doom versus Chris Sull- Sullivan and something Steinborn. And I think this I was the old... I put randoms. <laughs> oh, I thought you could say random Steinborn, which was a bit, a bit of an odd wrestling name. Um, I think this was the old 24-7 version of the show. Uh, so I wondered whether we wouldn't get some of the promos for WrestleMania and how to order, etc. But I think we did. LOD uh, would be up against Power and Glory at the pay-per-view. And they got a little inset promo. And Slick said the LOD would be remembered as a pair of bums. Um, I didn't time the match through a total lack of professionalism. But this was definitely a lot longer than the squashes we saw in the 1990 episode. Chris Sullivan took a brutal bump for the Doomsday device, flipping over and landing on one knee uh, and his yeah, foot on the other leg. Different direction, didn't it? And LOD finished these two guys off. Uh, what do you think of this opener? Uh, was what it was. <laughs> <laughs> At this stage in the evening, that's the expert analysis you're getting. It was what it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I didn't really have much notes on it, to be honest. But yeah, that, right. that, that cell was a bit oversold, wasn't it? And it's. Um... Oh, I thought they killed him, didn't they? I thought it wasn't over. I thought it just hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> Or the fact that it just went completely just badly. Desperately hurt, I think. That was uh, rather <laughs> than overselling. Um, uh, anything else to add before we move on? No. No. Right. <laughs> WWF Magazine update. And Gene threw to the Stars and Stripes Forever primetime special with Hogan versus General Adnan. Uh, just to say, and the following is so obvious, but all of this was such, such bad taste. And that's an understatement. It took the WF probably. It was around that time, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, a lot of stuff was bad taste. Yeah, this was terrible. It took probably six years for WF to get their business back. Six and a half years, maybe seven actually, took towards Steve Austin. Um, This ended with Slaughter and Adnan beating down Hogan, including with the Iraqi flag. And Slaughter had Hogan in the camel clutch. Um, Afterwards, Slaughter was shown with Gene. He called. Hogan, the immortal slime, and he was looking forward to hearing two words, unconditional surrender. 
uh, he he actually amused me also by saying pukamaniacs. Uh, but there were yeah, there were a few weird cuts in this, so I wonder whether some of the more questionable stuff had had hit the cutting room floor. Um, Hogan was shown briefly with Gene, and he said it would be the mother of all wars, and he dedicated the match to all the Allied forces that fought in the Gulf because mm-hmm. I think the war was actually over by the time WrestleMania came around. Um, he had a different bandana on here that read Hulk Hogan Python on the front. <laughs> Do you think this is a reference to the little Hulk stuff? <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite possibly. Oh, my God. Yeah. The little, <laughs> the little Hulk stuff. Well, not so little, actually, I think, perhaps. It was but, a yeah. Python. yeah. What did you think of all this? Yeah, I, I, Pucamaniacs did make me giggle. And also, when he said about the two words, I was like, what were the two words? Because he just kept saying loads of stuff. And I was like, oh, which two words are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like you say, a lot of stuff, um, very on the mark, well, past the mark, isn't it? And yeah. I mean, it, it really was. I mean, for, for them to... I mean, the, the big one of the big stories leading into this is they moved the show from the from the LA Coliseum indoors because they couldn't sell enough tickets. And I did. Yeah. I think I joked on Twitter the other day that I wonder when Tony Khan was going to announce <laughs> that All In was moving yeah. to the OT. But that isn't going to happen now because apparently they've they sold twenty five thousand tickets. But I'm not sure I believe that. Um, I again, have you bought tickets? Yeah, I have. Yeah, but I um, this is a month. We're a month out of date now. But so I suspect it, obviously the situation would have changed. But they really did a pretty underhand thing with the sale of the tickets. I don't know if you've kept in touch with it. And I'm sure if you decide to want to go later on, you'll be able to get a ticket for almost nothing. So there'll be loads of tickets Yeah, because that's around. what happened last time. Lots yeah. of tickets were sold for dirt cheap, weren't they? Exactly. And a lot of people I know are kind of waiting to see what the card is. And like, mm-hmm. actually, because, you know, if it's if it's really dross AEW, I mean, you might get Osprey challenging for the top, but you may not because, you know, lots yeah. of things can happen between that. You could be things injured, change, hopefully yeah, not. Things change. Exactly. Um, but what they did is that so the seats. So last year I sat lower tier, but it was a little bit too low. And I think the seat was one hundred and ninety six pounds. Now, a lot of those seats wow. were which was which I thought was compared with WrestleMania, it wasn't too bad, but no, it was no. still a lot of it's still a hell of a lot of money. But those tickets were nearly four hundred in a lot of sections. Um, so they and they and they what they'd done is the site. So they kind of sold on the curve of the stadium, not one end at all and not one side. So I wonder whether those will be opened up when more tickets in those sell. At one point they were talking about the fact that they sold every other every other road to begin with and stuff as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. But I think what they did and they 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 sold a lot of tickets to people that were panicking. So people were like, mm. I can't get anything else. I'm gonna be stuck in the corner. I think you got you guys in the corner, but you were you could see the ring. You weren't blocked to work. No, you it was blocked. actually a really good view. Really yeah. good view. So there's lots yeah. of people that are going to be blocked because they're right in the corner because you'd be blocked with the thing over the ring. And I just felt, and then then what started happening is odd little pockets of tickets would come up around yeah. those. It was like fifty quid or something. Yeah, like that. and I mean, I, I, so I've got I've what we've got is we've we're probably four or five rows from the back of the hundred level, which I think will be a much better view than we had before. Yeah. But two rows, so that was a, that was the same price as last year, but two rows down was four hundred pounds. And then all of a sudden they've gone. Then another three or four tickets would pop up somewhere else. But it's like, I don't, I, I mean, I will log in tomorrow and have a look at what they're doing. But I just think it's not the way to do it. Just have a As, transparent uh, sale. You'll uh, you be surprised how many, because I used to work for um, an industry that sold tickets and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So you'll be surprised about how they do this sort of um hold back selling yeah so they yeah. so when you go on it looks like things have sold but actually they're holding back a lot of tickets to then 
bring them out gradually to, yeah. to fill out spaces and stuff. And uh, I can't remember there's a specific uh, terminology that that it is how they sell tickets that way. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is why buying tickets for anything these days is just an absolute shambles. It really is. I think almost you've got to, I think the way to probably do it, even for WrestleMania, the problem with WrestleMania is you never know when you might get like rock versus reigns or something like that and then 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 it would be difficult to get a ticket on a resale yeah Yeah, but no you could do it but it'd be a lot of money but i think the way to probably do wrestlemania and stuff now is just save as much as you can but not buy a ticket and then wait until the thursday or friday before the show and get resale tickets because there will be someone who's selling tickets that are face value yeah genuinely yeah, yeah need to get rid of them um you know i had it at a new japan show not too long ago where i was going with matt uh from the random wrestling review and he couldn't go so i thought well what i'm going to do is the our tickets aren't in the best place but there was a so i'm going to have a look see if i can get a ticket somewhere else and on a resale site i found a ticket right in the middle on the aisle that was under face value because that person needs to get rid of them so i bought that ticket and then sold my tickets for just under face value and gave back Mac 25 quid or whatever because you could do it so there will be yeah. there'll be a situation where like travel difficulties and it does happen with mania you yeah. do see it like there's lots of tickets that aren't sold and stuff and yeah because there's so many tickets out there there's going to be yeah, people that can't go or they're they bought them ages ago to try and make some money on it and they haven't been able to sell them. So they're mm. going to cut their losses and go even, even like, a, you know, five, 10% above face value. If they have really good tickets, you'd probably, yeah, and you it's like an attraction, it. you yeah. might pay it. So I think that's probably the way to do it. Um, back to the show, Scotty Williams versus Earthquake was next as Vince talked about Marlon Maples and Regis Philbin hosting the pay-per-view. Earthquake was going up against Greg, Greg? Greg Valentine right. on WrestleMania and Piper speculated that Valentine could go 60 or 90 minutes. And just imagine a 90 minute match between Greg Valentine and Earthquake in 91. The stuff of I can't imagine nightmares. it and I'd rather not imagine it, maybe. No, just gross. Uh, Williams had a fairly ridiculous orange singlet, uh, but with a funny back. A, a, I've put a crochet back. What is I a crochet back? That, if I'm honest, what would a crochet back be? Would that be like a crossover like a knitted, back? Crochet is like knitted, isn't it? Oh, I've I thought that okay. So I've 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 said the wrong thing there. I've th- I was thinking this how the kind of like like instead of like a vest like that, which yeah. no one can hear, but as in like a straight up and down, I'm like a crossover type thing, oh, almost like okay. a, a like a high DX cross. So shot, like not job. like well, okay, like a rate like because is it called racer back? It, it was oh, I don't know. I've got no idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I call it a crochet bag. We don't, we don't know our clothing technology. You know, I certainly don't know. I'm not an expert in women's clothing, unfortunately. So not a crochet back, I think, is the answer. No, there, crocheting is like a knitting. <laughs> okay, so I've got that completely wrong. Great. Uh, I'll cut all that out. Uh, I won't do. No editing on this show. Earthquake to the shock of no one. He won this with the earthquake splash, uh, but get again... They dragged this out more than the 1990 squashes. Uh, Piper unkindly said, Quake looked like a rodent, but then clarified he meant a mutant rodent. Um, after the bell, a random guy in a mask attacked Earthquake, and I had absolutely no idea who this was. Oh, you I know. I'm glad you said that, because I literally put, who, who was the masked man? Yeah, did you find out? No, who is it? It was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Is it? Yeah, so Beefcake, you know, he got in. He had really dark hair. Yeah, so, but you know, Beefcake was injured in that thing before SummerSlam 90 and the para, paragliding, parasailing thing where he smashed oh, his face yes. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So they were going to bring him back um, as a character called the Mariner, um, albeit that wasn't revealed on the on the TV at the time. But basically, they had safety concerns about his face, so um, they didn't do it. So that that was it, and this was dropped really, oh. really quickly. Um, so any, any so thoughts? Random, on... wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was really random. Do you have anything to add on the mutant rodent versus whoever it was? I feel bad saying that now. Again, actually, that's that's uh, not very nice. Versus uh, who was it against? I don't even remember. Oh, Something Williams. I, Scott, uh, no. Scott no. Williams with the crochet it's, top. Yeah. <laughs> with the uncrocheted. Yeah. <laughs> Non-crochet top. Um, nothing uh, really tad. I just didn't know who the last man was. Yeah, yeah. The man. And, the and they were saying, is that's got to be Greg Valentine? <laughs> looked nothing like <laughs> no, Greg Valentine. It wasn't Greg the Valentine. same size or anything. No. Yeah, he, he looked, I think, uh, from, did he have a, t- a top on or was he, did he have like a vest or something? I can't remember he what the. Top. He, had, he was wearing a top. Can't remember now. I, I just remember quite... it being really dark hair, and I was like, I can't figure out who that yeah. is because the hair was so dark. But he had a mask on, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Black yeah, hat. yeah. yeah. Uh, event centre with the most chilled out man in the WWF, Sean Mooney. He talks about the Ball Lords mm-hmm. match with Davy Boy Smith. Uh, Davy said uh, the Ball Lord better get ready for a big fight, and he couldn't get his full na- full Nelson on his big shoulders. Warlord seemed to find this hilarious and he said it wouldn't be easy to get him in the power slam and the full Nelson would put him out of wrestling once and for all. Uh, Jimmy Snooker was up next uh, and he was going to be fighting The Undertaker and we got Paul Bearer and Taker and they said, I don't know why I said Jimmy Snooker was up next. Yeah, he didn't have anything. There was no Snooker here, thankfully. No, uh, Taker um, was with Paul Bearer and they said they wanted Jimmy to climb to the top rope and jump off and suggested that he wouldn't like where he landed, indicating he would somehow end up in Bearer's urn, which I'm not sure is physically possible, chaps. Uh, What do you think of the Boar Lord, Davey Boy and Undertaker Um, Paul Bearer hit. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I've even typed Boar Lord as well, so I just call him the Boar Lord. Yeah. I was thinking, does he know that it's not Boar Lord? Or... <laughs> it would be amazing if I thought for 34 years, or whatever it was, that his name was the Boar Lord. But I thought British Bulldogs promo was very good. Yep. I love it. I don't remember it to be honest, but it's yeah, really well, good. Yeah, I get Bulldogs uh, promo very good. Excellent. <laughs> Because he wasn't really known for his promos, I think it's fair to say, was he? No, but he was, that was a really good promo. Good. good. Yeah. Uh, it was a good. It was his uh, again. We're a month out of date, but I think it was his sixty-something birthday this week. We, we oh. recording this, so it would have been, I should say. But yeah, and he was he was under forty, I think, when he passed away. Bulldog. So yeah, he was like. Well, I think he might have been like the first wrestler that I knew of to pass away when I yeah. was watching. Yeah, because it was what was it two thousand and two? I think. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, very sad stuff. Uh, next up, the Viking. It was the future <laughs> berserker uh, versus Danny Brazil. Dan Brazil, a, yeah. Dan Brazil, yeah. It was in a black tracksuit, which is not a great look. He, although and he looked about seventy. I oh, know. I, I don't know what was going on here. Albeit, he did take the top off of the match. Uh, the Viking was the f- former barbarian in Mid South back in late nineteen ninety four and nineteen eighty five, and as you said, became the berserker. He said "hus" a lot, and Piper was confused about what yeah. that meant. A blonde child with a WrestleMania t-shirt was shown having the time of his life punching the air. Clearly a big Viking fan, this kid was. <laughs> um, oh, God, here's an embarrassing uh, paragraph. Uh, the Viking used a wrestling move in this. I thought I'd created as my character. So my character as a wrestler back in the day when I was a child was called the Surrey Superstar. And my finishing oh, move... Yep. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yes, and I used to wrestle... Uh, it was probably about a four and a half foot Puss in Boots doll. Um, 
<laughs> and my finishing man, I kept all the results in uh, a little folder. And occasionally yeah. the heel Puss in Boots would win, uh, which I didn't know how that happened as I was booking the promotion. Um, but the Surrey Superstars winning move or finishing move was what the Berserker did. So like the hold up body slam and then drop to the floor. But unfortunately, I didn't register trademark in 1991 oh, or whatever. So, yeah, very, very sad. Um, and then the actually it wasn't his finisher so his finisher was hurling his opponent over the top rope for a count out but this was completely devoid of any crowd interest um, but his slingshot knee over the top rope to the down opponent was great what did you think of the future berserker here it was funny, wasn't it? It was such a random match. It's got no relevance yeah. to WrestleMania whatsoever. But Roddy Piper and Vi- Vince were like proper putting him over, weren't they? Yeah, it's like, they were. like it was the biggest thing to ever be in WWF at that time. They was really being put over as the Viking. It was uh, Roddy Piper was really making me laugh. It's like I don't understand anything he says though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why. Sorry, carry on, carry on. Yeah, just um, yeah, I just thought it was really random. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why the time was spent on this guy when they've got like a massive pay-per-view to push like the next day. It, did, it didn't make a lot of sense, did it? Um, talking of things that didn't make a lot of sense, next up, the Ultimate Warrior was on uh, the interview stage with Gene Oakland and he was just in his purple pants as Gene speculated this Sunday might be the last time they saw him as an active wrestler given the upcoming career-ending match. Uh, Warrior said he'd not taken so many steps in his destiny to leave it behind at WrestleMania. He talked about the shattered scepter at the Royal Rumble and the crystal still embedded in his skull. He said his past, present and future laid in the crystal and in the future, the ultimate warrior would destroy his career and existence. I presume that's about the macho man. Uh, Gene brought up Paul Bearer and The Undertaker and said they would sprinkle the ashes of his career. An interesting twist here, and I don't remember this at all, but suggesting there might be some shenanigans in this match. Um, last time out, I talked about the Warriors' nonsensical promos, but I thought this was much more controlled. This is, and this is a much better a version of Warrior. Promo, yeah, it, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I've yeah. actually got written down the fact that actually this was a good promo. Yeah. <laughs> because I guess it's got two that it's got more on the line, isn't it? So it is it wasn't like as nonsensical as his previous stuff, because he actually had something to talk about. So with well, the retirement. Yeah, it did have more on the line because I'd say that there's more on the line in the career-ending match than the world title match. But it was his yeah. first world title. I mean, yeah. but then there was no there was no control because Hogan was. It wasn't like Warrior maybe was... someone had more control over this promo than previous ones potentially. And I think that's a big problem. It was a different Ultimate Warrior promo to what he normally does, and I guess it also had someone there with Mean Gene being there as, as yeah. well. Maybe it had more of a structure to it, possibly. Definitely. I think that's the problem. I don't, I don't know whether Hogan regressed into this stupid role with his promo because that's where Warrior was going. But they that's not the place for the WrestleMania main event in the, in terms of just, just things that don't make any sense. No, no, you're meant to be bigging up a match. Exactly. <laughs> and, and actually, between those two at that time, that's an easy story to tell. Yeah, exactly. That's an easy it's story a, to tell. Men, right? Of course. And I think it's Warrior... Strength. The way Warrior's got to go humble there. I think the way to do it is Warrior. You know, I've you know I've respected Hogan for a long. It's easy. Yeah. It's so easy. I've respected Hogan Very for a long time, easy, yeah. but it's my time now. I'm, I'm gonna. I've trained so hard. It's my time to win the title. Easy. And and Warrior and Hogan. It's not my. It's not his time. I'm gonna beat him. I'm still the best. It's like bloody hell. Like even I could have put that at nine <laughs> years old or eight years old in 1990. It's giving me a call. Um. Right. Kevin Greeno versus Ted DiBiase next. DiBiase would be up against Piper's protege Virgil at WrestleMania. Piper called him a tremendous wrestler and that Virgil was in for a tough night, but he had every confidence in him. Uh, Roddy was sporting a hurt ankle at this time, and I can't remember if this is a storyline or not. 
Um, and is I, that I, I motorbike? Is yeah, that yeah. He reckon he got the injury trying to jump five cars on a motorcycle, but I'm confident that didn't happen. That probably um, didn't happen. That was probably I, a big jump a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon probably more likely Woody Piper got drunk, tried to ride his motor- motorcycle home, and then fell off. I think it's probably more well, likely. There's, there's was, a uh, story. <laughs> yeah, I suspect that was it. Probably very. Uh, what's the Leonardo DiCaprio film when he? Get it all messed up and tries to drive. Oh, um, um, Wolf on Wall Street. Wolf on Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. Um, Greeno was wearing hot pink pants in this, which were very fetching. A few minutes in, Virgil walked to ringside in a skin tight orange vest. He shouted at Ted a bit, and then the video skipped forward to Virgil and Ring and Ted on the yeah. outside. So we had no idea what happened here. No, uh, no, annoying. Ted got on the apron and pointed at Virgil, but then backed away. I wonder whether Virgil cost Ted the match, or perhaps he did a few magic tricks. We'll never know. What did you think of this uh, this match? I thought I thought um, the Roddy um, commentary was quite good during this mm. because obviously he was bigging up the match because he's involved in it and stuff. And yes. I did it made me giggle when uh, Virgil was coming out and Roddy was like, "Did I say we had a plan?" <laughs> <laughs> Something like along those lines, but yeah, um, it, it's it, it was a match that wrote itself, really, isn't it? A build because it's they've had yeah. stuff. They were they didn't have to do too much with Ted DiBiase and Virgil, really, did they? No, and I think for all of Virgil's faults, I think people were into him at the time. And as you say, it was yeah. a, a really long term storyline. He got a really big yeah. pop, actually. Yeah, he did. He really did. Uh, back to Mooney, we got a promo from the tag team challenging Nasty Boys. Sag said nothing stood between them now and called the hearts punks. Nobs added they were going to break the foundation and everything would come tumbling down. Anvil asked if the Nasties had been to Beverly Hills and various other places around LA yeah. and then compared it to somehow challenging the tag titles. Random, uh, very, very so random. So random. Brett stepped in and was remarkably polished for this time in his career and smashed yeah. out the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be about them collectively. Uh, what did you think of the Nasty Boys and the Hearts here? I, I thought, and I wrote down the Nasty Boys promo. I loved it when they said, when you break down the foundation, everything falls down. Yes. And I thought that was a really sweet, slick line. That was. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was completely confused by... Uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Yeah. <laughs> Just naming all these places. I was like, what? And then he says, have you ever changed in a church? <laughs> and he, he switched his voice as well because he's really shouty. And then suddenly he was like, did someone someone else start speaking? It was really weird. But yeah. No, but I, I thought that Nasty Boys line was really slick. I quite yeah. liked that. I feel like that was a bit like the thing you said earlier on where they, they thought they had a good idea. They really didn't. And Brett should no. Like, no, Jim, you're not just doing that. Yeah, just let just leave it to me, Jim. Come on. Um, <laughs> and it did feel like that. It felt like Brett was like, moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like someone's embarrassing dad at a wedding. Leave it, dad. Just leave it. Um, back to Gene. He was pushing 14, 14 of the greatest matches in WWF history. Uh, he pushed the main event again and called it something else. Savage was was shown with Sherry, and he said he was going to get him at Mania, um, get Warrior. He took his title, and he didn't want doesn't want a piece of the pie. He wants the whole thing, his career, his spirit, and his soul. I thought this was great nice. for Macho King, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I got yeah. I'm I'm going to take your spirit. I'm going to take your heart, and I'm going to take your soul. Yeah, beautiful. And again, like Macho is so good with his promos. With le- like ending just on that that line that you think that's going to stick with you. Think oh, that's so so well done. Yeah. Savage is just unbelievable stuff. Yeah. It's just so so good. Uh, unprecedented blindfold match would be at WrestleMania. Roberts promo and he said it was getting darker minute by minute, and Martel would have to live with what he had. 
uh, no helping hand. The Roberts blinding angle and Survivor Series stuff I thought was great. And I really like this short promo. What did you think about um Oh, I like Roberts anything here? Roberts. Yeah. It's the way he delivers Jake, I think it's so different because he's so yeah. calculated in the way that he delivers his promos. So you like yeah. literally are holding on to every word. So yeah, like Definitely. I'm a big Jake the Snake fan. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Boss Man was challenging Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title. Legion of Doom versus Power and Glory. More matches. We must have more matches. Bulldog versus the Ball Lord. Order now, pay per view. Plus Willie yeah. Nelson. Who also got a promo again? Why do we need the person singing America the Beautiful doing a promo? Was it it's, Willie Nelson? Willie Nelson, yeah, which I guess yeah. is quite a big booking for them, really, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Certainly, quite better. a big booking. Well, no, I'm not joking. It's quite famous, isn't it? <laughs> that was an attempt at hot. It is so funny because I looked up and I was like, oh, yeah, I recognize him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think this was a big booking. Better than Robert Goulet from the year before. And what was WrestleMania 8? Reba McIntyre. This is much better than those. Um, and Willie said that Savage would be singing on the ropes again. Uh, then we got yeah. Alex Trebek, Regis Philbin, and the luscious Mar- Marla Maple, plus an instant replay debate on WrestleMania. Crikey. Uh, more matches now. Snooker versus Undertaker. Tito Santana versus The Mountie. Rockers versus Haku and Bar- Barbarian. Texas Tornado drew the short Dino Bravo straw. Dino Bravo. <laughs> Demolition versus, uh, what was it, Tenru and Katal. Order now, pay-per-view, and that is it from Gene. You can go and have a well-earned lie down. What did you think of the <laughs> remainder of this WrestleMania report? Oh, bless him. Love a bit of me, Gene. He just <laughs> he worked so hard, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> just so, so have, hard. I've got another match coming up next. Uh, I think possibly, because I've still got another page of notes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so... Uh, there was a very short vignette for Ricky Steamboat's return and Hacksaw and Jim Duggan versus Alan Martin. Yeah, Piper said everyone has been watching the TV. Uh, everyone watching the TV has been watching about the war, but he wanted everyone to know that if they check out the pay-per-view, they'd be proud of us and the WF, which was muted out, the WF bit was, and proud of Hulk Hogan. Um, I didn't really get that, what what they meant there. Was that was that an attempt to quieten down the controversy? No, I think I think it's just it's big enough America again, isn't it? Okay, it's it's like that American, yeah, yeah, rather rather than in the center of the earth type. Yeah, I mean, reading that back, I may have done a bad job with the notes, but what reading it makes me think, I wonder if he said that to try and like quieten the noise. They got quite a lot of bad publicity about this, but yeah, perhaps not. Um, and I wondered if a single person in the world thought Hulk thought Sergeant Slaughter would retain, no, exactly. Yeah. But then again, it's this. It's 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 oh, it's it's Vince all over the way that he does these sorts of things. Yeah, it? it's a really bizarre main event. The way he does this controversy, and he doesn't really see it as con- controversy. He just no. sees it as it is, really. This match with Duggan seems to have the sole focus of getting the crowd to chant USA and that, that that's the I thing they want to why. Yeah, that's well, my think, only note is why. Well, I think <laughs> that's what the fact they wanted the crowd to be chanting USA as the last thing that happened on WFP TV. And then they can have that snippet probably, Possibly, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duggan won this in short order of the clothesline, did a lovely little post-match dance celebration. What did you think of the final match on the show? Uh, well, I just, I just, and it's funny because they, 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 
the way they worded it after it's like hacksaw going to wrestlemania and then it's like <laughs> and then they carried on the sentence it's like no he's not going to be at wrestlemania no he's actually not <laughs> though he did he actually was guest commentator on haku and barbarian versus the rockers i believe oh is he yeah <laughs> how he i can remember that he got, I don't... Slot. He got his yeah, payday then he, he got he did he did uh we then got sean mooney going through the matches again including bobby heenan talking about the big boss man's mum eating food out of a trough which is great <laughs> a great line uh boss man retorted at the time was drawing closer he actually said punk twice and something about a nightstick i did think this was great from the big boss man and he was so slimmed down here from the guy who was in the uwf in the in the kind of 87 86 mm. and then was in the wf what did you think about perfect and the boss man here Again, it was a strange choice to have last. I don't like. I just yeah, don't get, it was. I don't get the build up of that. Maybe they think people are going to switch off by then. I don't, I don't know. know. Just, yeah, I don't it's, know. It's such a strange way to end it. It really was. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, again, I think that they've gone down in quality uh, as we've been going through this. I didn't think this was as interesting or fun as the 89 or 90 versions. No, perhaps... I agree with that. Completely agree with that. And I yeah. can't, uh, other than I would say. Um, yeah, Warriors promo was quite good for a change. And there was a couple of lines of, of but a lot of the wrestling was completely random. I don't really understand yeah. why it was there. No, it really was. And I think this was maybe just a bit of a reflection of the product at the time. I think the war stuff, they'd lost their innocence. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. A family. Yeah, yeah definitely. Family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when people, when there's American troops coming home in body bags and coffins with flags on it, it's like you can't be you can't be exploiting that for. No. Uh, but again, is, that's, that's Vince. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. This was the first WrestleMania I ever watched, so I'm probably biased. Oh, is but it? yeah, this is the first one. Um, but if I'm really objective, this is the third pay per view to SummerSlam Survivor Series and WrestleMania. Um, I thought that the, the, the previous two did a much better job in terms of hype. So, what are your final thoughts on this episode of WF Superstars from March the 23rd, nineteen one? You're rating out of ten. Well, I don't do ratings. I'm, not, I'm only joking. I haven't written that. Leave me on the spot. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> my, moments of good of build um a couple of good promos um that that like you say it's, it wasn't as good of a build as the other two i would just say no no uh, and that is it justin that is it Aww, yeah that is it so thank you very much for all your efforts on the show for what's been just over a year since survivor series show now isn't it the first one yeah, so it has been, hasn't it? It has wow, been. Yeah. yeah that's like a, yeah, a year ago this week so yeah, yeah that's a bit nuts isn't it really but yeah you never know as i said at the start i might come out of retirement for a special at some point well, let so. me know i'm always yeah on i will do i'm sure our paths will cross at some point in person at a wrestling show before for too long um thank you all for listening and stay tuned to our social media for the final Final days of progressing moments, or better yet, subscribe to hear those shows first, and we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. Sometimes I get to feeling I was back in the old days, long ago. When we were kids, when we were young, things seemed so perfect, you know. The days were endless, we were crazy, we were young. The sun was always shining, we just lived for fun Sometimes it seems like lately, I just don't know The rest of my life's been just a show Those were the days of our lives The bad things in life were so few
Fine. 